So last week we gave a little bit of an introduction. Today we will met Hashem. We're still in the introduction of the Chayvah Zavavis, but he says three main benefits. Thank you. So there's three main benefits of a Baiteach, and if there's ever a time to learn this, it's now. So last week we began with the first of the three. Now what happens is, just to recap, that if you are Misha Baiteach, a few lines into the introduction, Bezulas Hashem, if you are Baiteach and something besides a Baruch Hu, Meisir Ho'elokim Hashgachosoy Me'alav. What happens? Kashbaku says, okay, you want to have faith in someone else? Okay. So again, we're about six or seven lines down into the introduction, where he says the great, the first mile is that chas v'shalom, if you go ahead and put faith in somebody else, Kashbaku says, what? Let him trust. Now we said, unfortunately, we said that um, we were taught. Uh, unfortunately, when we had the tragedy three weeks ago, um, there were people who were absolutely 100% convinced that we could have faith in offense. That Listen, if you spent $2 billion on offense, it's got to be, be good, right? And uh, we would learn the hard way. And, and why is that important? Because the Baruch Hu says, if you go ahead... And you put faith in something else. Let me let me show you what it looks like when I turn away for one minute. And unfortunately, we saw it. That's exactly that's all that happened, by the way, because Bogu turned away for a minute and said, "Okay, so this is it." And I shared this before that um, just before, if you remember, I shared that just before um, uh, the Shmuel Tzaris was Yom Kippur, and Yom Kippur was the 50th anniversary to the Yom Kippur War. Remember, I shared this. And they interviewed many generals. They said, because such a thing ever happened to Israel again? They said, never. With our technology today, there's never going to be a surprise attack on Israel again. We already know before. Really. They all said this with a guy. So to me, what's, where do we have to be housing ourselves now? There's nothing to be shamed on. Not Eretz Yisrael, not America. But I just want to be clear what Akush Baruch is saying. And we're going to see two other things today. But this is the first that we saw last week. And the Pasuk says, V'yek Kimishin Nemar, Abon Hazek, Kishtayim Royce Asa Ami, because Boku says they did two things by leaving me. Number one is they left the Makar Mayim Chaim. What does that mean? He left the ultimate source. And they went into broken. Yeah, Mom's a few lines in. Okay, so it's a double crime. Number one is you leave the ultimate source. And not only that, you know what the other crime is? You go ahead and what? And you, uh, you instead, what do you do? You take the, uh, um, the tape. You gave me up for a cow eating grass. So Akash Baruch says, fine. So then go and uh, go there. So again, the greatest, the worst possible thing is Khalilas to put faith in something else. And I pleaded. And I said, if we're going to put faith in the American warships, what's going to happen? Akash Baruch is going to tell us, okay, so you want Joe Biden? Is that, is, that, is that where you want your protection to come from? And then that stops. But for Bitech and Kosh Baruch Hu, send the Shluchim because we're recognizing it's from him. The second we really believe that it's America, America will stop. 
And we're going to see that next. Because Baruch Hu removes the things that we think. That's the second thing. So let's, we're going to get to that in a minute. And then he brings a Pasuk. We're going to try to focus. His Pesukim are gorgeous. Baruch HaGever. We know this Pasuk. Asher Bashem. And then it says, Vahay Hashem Can someone translate that Pasuk? Baruch HaGever. Asher Yiftach Bashem. And what's the second half? Vahay Hashem And Hashem will be his what? But Omar says, Ashri Agerash is Samashem Miftachai, but like Pone El Rehobim Bisati Chazov. And then it says the last Pasik, Or Hagerash Yiftach by Adam, Bisambasaz Royoi, Umanashem Yosaliboi. Curse is the man who puts faith into another man and puts himself and he leaves the Kushbah. So again, the first benefit is that Kushbah says, I'll take care of you. And Khalila, the day happens that what? That we decide. There's something else. Now, by the way, this is with your employer. This is we focused on this last week. I don't want to expand on this too much. Your employer, your uh, you think he's in charge? Fine, and you start. This. So here is actually for for a person. How about at the level of Klal Israel? Like, let's say half of Klal Israel believes in Joe Biden. No, so America that's not, so that's that, that's a Baruch Hu. I hear. So he's asking. So Sasha's asking. So we're going to work on ourselves. What about the secular Jews who won't necessarily come around? That's not a chesh. The more Jews, that could, could be one year with real betachin, good enough to take it in. Kashbaru has his ways. Shall be honest, Kashbaru is talking to us. We spoke about this by the way. Everyone said, "Oh, the reason this happened is because they will be mechalas." Hashem wants from us. A couple of years go mechalas again. So we don't have to worry about. No, they're the teenage shenishbas. These people don't know better. You understand? I said this earlier. I just spoke to. I said a share today. Two or three people said they have none from siblings that are lost. One went to the Israel bookshop and just spent a few hundred dollars on Judaica. Just Jewish books, Jewish this, Jewish that, for no reason, just because she wants to hold on to something. Another one went to three Jewish events that probably, whatever, were Jewish, not, you know, whatever. They just don't know what to do. Their whole life collapsed because they had faith in other things. The reason why we are a little less frazzled is because what? We always believe in the Bible. You know, you know what's going on with secular Jews? They're, 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 they're mamish. Some are becoming from and some are becoming just Anxious and they're losing their mind. Let's move on to the next paragraph. The second thing. He says, who has his way to show you. This is the next thing. When you put faith in something else, actually, when you put faith into yourself, who goes out and what? Makes you fail as a favor to you. And again, this goes back to the story that happened three weeks ago. Why do we fail? Because is going to make us fail. Look at this. What does that mean? If a person's going to put faith, you have it, in his own wisdom, the means his own what? Shtick. Schemes. Schemes. Guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to work for nothing. You're going to become weaker. And your tricks will be unsuccessful. And he brings a Pasuk. Smart people get tripped, entangled in their wisdom. Hear this? And Shleim Melech, the smartest of all men, what does he say? Shafti Roy, sit and listen, Tachas Hashamash. Kiloy Lekalam Amerit, it's not the quick people that win the race. Kiloy Lekiboy Machama, it's not the strong that win the war. And he says, I'll prove it. We say this every day. Kfirim Roshu Vereivu. Lions are what? Are starving. Why? Why does he use lions? Who's the ultimate uh, predator? Who's the ultimate guy who could attack anyone and kill anyone? The lion. And he could be hungry. But Darsh Hashem, the guy sitting in the base medrash in the middle of, uh, in, in the middle of Yerushalayim, he 
he has well, he has parnasa. Hit a lion doesn't only mean, by the way, a physical lion. What does it mean? <clears throat> that go-getter, that guy who's like a lion. Nobody could stop him. His business acumen. What does Kosh Baruch say? Hello. It doesn't work that way. And one second, we saw this during the Six-Day War, right? What did we see during the Six-Day War? Kiloy Lekal Meir, we were not the Kippur. We were clearly the... We won anyway. And here, we were the Kippur. We had all the technology and we didn't win. What's the lesson? Now, it's easy to see another or someone else. Not actually being into our own lives. Because we say, oh, this day, well, what about us? Our own parnosis. We get stressed, we get worried because we won't go ahead and do... You know, I have a, I have a great story. You know, I was once raising funds many, many years ago. There was a year that was Nifta here in Boston and I was raising funds for him. And just to show you how you know, he's been... I have a connection to a very, very wealthy guy in New York. He's related to a relative of mine. I have nothing to do with him. But I figured for widow and, and orphans, I could call him. I waited a whole week for his call. I called him and his wife, who I got someone to call her, promised me he's going to call me. Asmino Chazar Sashat was in the Rebbe Shul, and all of a sudden my phone rings. And it's a 212 number. This is his office. Asmino Chazar Sashat. Now, this was not for me. I wasn't going to make a dime. I was ready to go pick up the phone, walk outside, right? For Tzedak. And I said, whoa, whoa, one second. It's awesome. That means I feel like I'm going to pull this off. I went ahead. And I said, if I really believe in Akash Baruch Hu, I'm not picking up. I stayed, sure. He left me a voicemail. Okay, you know, I want to get $5,000. At the end of the day, he said, I'll send you a check. The check was seven twenty. It was a lot less than I would have gotten if I was on the phone with him. Okay? What happens? The very next day, a mother called me. I was going to Hetzal. Well. Of course, me, a, a guy in New York, was a very wealthy guy, called that he has to send $10,000 to Hetzal. And he's emergency. I'm going to Tzitzvah. Can I take it? I said sure. And then he doesn't want to say, "What could I do?" I'm so grateful. I have to send his money. My mother says, "I'll tell you the truth. He's collecting now for a widow and orphans." He went and he wrote a five thousand dollars check to me. Never met this guy. Never saw this guy again after before. And I was like, "Okay, it, 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 I, I decide it's my connections and my story that I'm going to tell will make the fight." Guess what? I got. They just sent me someone else. I couldn't even say. Hashem sent me someone specifically what that I couldn't say. It was me. I had nothing to do with it. My mother spoke to him. I never even spoke to him. I got $15,000, $5,000 for this family, and $10,000 to take that to stop. It's just it's such a lesson. We're so busy that we pull things off. Then Akash Baruch can't make us successful. You know why? Why did Akash Baruch choose Moshe Rabbeinu to bring all the nisim? Because when he, if you give it to a person who takes the credit for everything, does Hashem's name get sanctified by it? You ever wonder who Hashem chooses to, to be, make Kedosh Hashem? Chazal say, maybe Gulaylam. You ever heard that Chazal? Whoever says things over in someone else's name, he brings the Gula. What does that mean? Because since he doesn't take credit for himself, Hashem uses him. Hashem used my Shabbenu because my Shabbenu didn't take the credit. Do you want to become a vessel? Do you want to become a vehicle for Kushbaru? By recognizing it's not your power. Come for Kushbaru, Kushbaru will use you. That's why he says, if you go and use your power, Kushbaru makes you fail. So let's see it. If you're going to this, like, by the time he finishes here, you have no desire to, 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 to be full of yourself. He says, let's say you decide, I'm very wealthy. And what happens? You say, man, you shall also say. He goes to sleep and he wakes up in the morning and what happens? And guess what? There's nothing there. And the Pasuk says, Al-tiga la-hashir, mi-binascha chadal. 
Stop, don't make you, don't push yourself to become rich and hold back your mind. And then he goes on to say that you will just not win. And you know what's going to happen? Hashem will give you money and you know your money is going to be, you're going to be a pecudden to watch it for the next guy. And you're going to lose it one day. You're going to have all the stress and you're going to keep the money and one day Hashem's going to take it away from you. When you're beteach in your own money, what happens? He says the moment will work against you. It will give you a headache and heartache and you're not going to have it. It will go to someone else. It's a very famous story told with, um, who knows the story? Maybe you've heard the story with uh, the original uh, Mr. Rothschild. You know, you know, the Rothschilds were the wealthiest family. So one of the Rothschilds was so rich and I think he had an only daughter. So he had to make a wedding for the whole his side, he's making a wedding. Be ready for this? For the entire city. No one in the city has to cook supper that day. He set tables up through the whole town. I mean, literally, the whole was the whole town. He's supper for thousands and thousands of people. A delicious suda. Can you imagine? Anyway, then everyone moved up, and he got a chance to speak. He, he had a little one, one, one cup too much. And he says, Rabbi Zai, I don't know when I'm going to die. But one thing I know. I probably won't die of starvation. <laughs> I almost started laughing. He just served 10,000 people dinner. So probably he won't die of starvation, right? <coughs> We're going to fast forward a month later. He disappeared. They looked for him. They thought for sure he was kidnapped. They're waiting for the ransom notes. Nothing doing. Anyway, they looked. After 30 days, the rub of the city said to the family, we could assume he's dead because there obviously wasn't a ransom. Go open up, uh, you know, let's, let's see what he wrote in his will. They go down to the safe. They open up the safe, and there he is. Dead. He locked back down to the door of the safe shut, and he died of starvation, starvation right there among money. Rothschild's money. He died among bills, and he wrote the message with his butt on the wall. And he said, I made a very bad joke. I could die with, he wrote something, millions of dollars around me. And I died of starvation. A person, a person in Yiftach Brev Ashray, you go ahead and say, ah, I'm not dying of starvation. <laughs> and it was a good joke, by the way. And between me and you, you would have laughed because he's not dying of starvation. In his house, amongst billion dollars, died of starvation. It's a tremendous thing. So Pasek says, now, then he says, so this is the second mile. So again, the first thing is Akash Baruch moves away. Second thing is Akash Baruch makes you, unfortunately, what? Fail. And then he goes ahead and brings a third thing. This is extremely important. And he says, Umehem. The third thing is, he says, you don't have a life. Why don't you have a life? He says, what happens is you're worried about other people. And when you're worried about other people, you always have to make sure you're nice to them. If they're doing something wrong, you have to smile and say, oh, it's fine. And you have to worry about what they say to you and what they're going to say about you. And you stress. If you recognize that they have no power, is there anyone you're intimidated from, scared of, worried about? Yes or no? So let's read the chapter. Umehem. Umehem, he says, Shabbateach belekim Yivienu haftachosoy Olav the next page. Uh, the what? That he, um, he, right there. Now what's the third thing? That someone that's he won't have to worship anybody else. 
So your kavel is, you won't have to hopefully, yachil of neyadna, you won't have to yearn for people. He doesn't have to service them to what? That they should like him. What does Vlayachniflahem means? He's not going to have to flatter them. Vlayaskimimoyem, Bibilti Abaydus Hashem. And you're not going to have to agree with them when they, what does Bibilti Abaydus Hashem mean when they don't serve Hashem? Let's say they're doing things wrong, right? Are you going to have to flatter them? No. They're not going to intimidate you. They're not going to go ahead and what? Worry about, the, about arguing with them. Then he says, This is like a malitzi. You know what a malitzi means? Like a little poetry, like a little interesting. You'll be able to strip yourself of the heavy clothing of doing them favors. About saying thank you to them and always being uh, great, 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 grateful to them. That whole spiel. You're part of from. You don't know how much of your life you spend thinking about the people you think are in charge of you and how to make sure that you're not hurting them, you're not saying them. Well, Rick, there's not a human being in the world that can do a thing to you and who has a right to give you money. He says, Let's say you have to give them musr. You're not going to worry about their COVID, right? Let's say they're doing something wrong. You're going to say it to them. If you're going to have to embarrass them for something, I mean, to give them Musa, you're not going to have to create fancy lies. You know what you have to do? You know, you're really a good guy, but I don't want. Because Hashem helps me, therefore I'm not embarrassed. And I could go ahead. I'm not worried about getting humiliated. I'm not worried about anything. And the pastor continues, What are the two things? Pastor says, One is don't be intimidated and then don't be scared. I mean, different levels. And what? So again, you will have a pleasure for life. Of that. Again, if you have a moment later on tonight, think about all the people you worry about in life. From your boss to your neighbor to your co-worker to the guy who this rich cousin of yours that you think one day will give it. You can't live. You don't realize how much of our stress is built on that. Says the Chilas is if you really believe that no one has the ability to what? To have any effect. He's not worried about anyone. Understand? And then he says one more mile. And that is, well, moving along a little bit, but please, I'm happy to take questions if you want to slow me down. The last thing is, is you can't function on Abaydas Hashem. You sit down to your sitter, what, what, what are you thinking about? I still remember when the show was going through that, uh, we're going through our, um, going to the, to the zoning board and this. I remember every Shemanesh, I couldn't focus. I, it was the first time I was ever in, like, in, a, you know, in a court case with the charges. Because in my mind, I was like, if the lawyer would say this, if he would say this, I just couldn't look. I look back now, and, hello, Al-Tadak, you did your style. I said, oh, nothing you could have said and done. He says, you can't have it and learn. He says, Mayhem. You cannot focus on Abayi Hashem because you're just busy making all sorts of calculations in your head. If I say this to him, and if I say this to him, and I'm nice to him, I'll be able to do that. Imagine a person goes for a, an interview. He spends weeks after thinking, I should have said this, I could have said, what are you, what are you doing? You're stressing yourself out for nothing. Whether you got the job or not, how many people, a yid, 
who we all know, I don't say them, I didn't get permission to say the story, was the baby who wears yarmulke to his interview. I spoke to him, he spoke to another rub about it. And the rub told him, you think you're going to lose out because you're wearing a yarmulke? He said, you know, I don't know if they want to hire Jews. So a very, very coveted job. The guy decided to wear a yarmulke based on inspiration he received. That, you know, anyway, the guy sees his yarmulke and he says, oh, is you're Jewish Orthodox? My sister just became Orthodox. She's in the community, and I'm just curious. You know where she could go, where she could buy food. I want to come. He starts talking to him, and this. He goes, I'm very impressed. So tell me so I can understand my sister more. And it got closed. They started, and he got the job because it was Yamak. The thing he was worried he's going to help a Baruch out with, he thought, you know, this is a sacrifice. You know what's going to do it for you. You come in, and you worry. You make up stories. No, again, you have to know, ask Hashem, someone's came to me about shaving during the, for an interview, during the, during the three weeks, or during Sphira. <coughs> I don't know. You think it's going to make a difference? And a job? I don't know. If a person's worried about it, then maybe, you know, he won't feel, if he'll feel self-conscious, that could be a hetter. Because I'm not going to perform well because I'm self-conscious. But the Ba'adzim? You really believe that? Let me ask you a question. You really believe that smart people are the ones that make money? And dumb people not. I gotta tell you, I have a list of people here in Boston graduated Ivy League schools, Ivy League business schools, who get helped every month by Rabbanim in the city. I'm gonna tell you, people I'm from Borough Park who finished uh, their education in first grade, secular education, they can't sign their name. They're flipping buildings worth a billion dollars without knowing how to write their name. Zemeshana makes a chilek. I know Yid, today he's one of the richest from Yid. He has given more buildings and more svarim, names all over the place. And he's really not a bright guy. I mean, if he opens his mouth, for him, as much as long as he keeps his mouth shut, he's great. He ever opens it, now the problem is, everyone comes to ask him for advice. It's fascinating. I know, whatever, he's a wonderful guy. Anyway, he was looking for a job. This goes back 40 years ago. Looking for a job. And he got turned down every interview. If he got a job, he got fired within a week. And finally, he picks out he can't live in New York anymore. He's going to go on a plane. He's going to go out of town. And out of town, he took interview after interview. He didn't get a single job. And he was very dejected. He was flying back home, sitting in the plane. Mom is down, broken. All of a sudden, a jolly African-American guy comes on, nice guy, very jolly. Happens to sit down right next to him. Those were the days before... See, it's his head right next to him. No first class, no second class. Anyway, and the guy's just not a word. The guy says, how you doing, my brother? He's like, oh, just leave me alone. He says, oh, no. Uh, very friendly guy. By the way, they're always, you know, they're more. He says, uh, tell me what's going on. And the guy says, whatever, I'm just having a rough day. He goes, don't, my friend, it can't be that bad. He's like, oh, yeah. He says, tell me, tell me. I, anyway, you couldn't ignore the guy. The guy was being so super happy. He was like, in fact, you know, he just couldn't deal with it. And to make a long story short, Tells the guy, I can't make a living. Nothing. The guy tells me, you serious? I know this person personally. He says, let me tell you good news. I'm a professional basketball player. Do you recognize me? And the guy says, no, this is a guy from Borough Park. Never watched TV. I, you. I know, <laughs> I know. What's basketball? He said, and the guy thought he was pulling his leg. He says, sir, my name is blank blank. I'm not going to give any information. I don't want to embarrass the person. He says, Tishmali, I, uh, I can get you out of trouble very fast. You're a lucky day today. I will give you my signature 
for free to pick. You can pick any one article of clothing and you can use my signature for free. I'm not going to tell you the article. I know the article of clothing. I heard the name. I'm not saying any information on this. And he says, really? And the guy picked an article of clothing and he got his signature on it. And the guy became a multimillionaire. Today, he's a billionaire. Like selling shirts with... The Let's say shirts or shoes, something. He got permission to use this guy's signature as a top basketball player. And the guy, I'm telling you, still doesn't have... And Lamaisa, he goes ahead. And uh, what, what did he do right? He sat next to a guy. Finished, he was looking down. What did he do? He looked down, probably turned up the Kushboko and made a catch. Guy is a gvir. The world's good. So I once said this over in a share. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened? You know, I remember. Uh, I, I said this no, this, I said this over in Newton in a share. And a guy looks at me and says, That's a good plain story. I have the opposite story. So that was a college guy. I was 20 years old, a college kid. And I uh, my uncle called me down. He's dying. He wants to come see me. He had no kids. He calls me down and he was a professor and he came up with a whole plan how to get oil. And he took a tube and he says, here's plans. You will be the richest man in America with this. Just be smart. Use these plans, get when the right time comes. Anyway, guy was a genius, his uncle. Anyway, he was a 20-year-old kid. And he's he sitting on a plane next to a guy. And he decides to share the story with a guy. The guy says, interesting, can I see them? The guy goes ahead, looks at it. says, they're very good. Do you want me to get you a customer to buy it off you? And the guy says, yeah, college kid. Anyway, about two years later, this guy went public with a company and made billions of dollars with his plans. Tale of two stories. So it's not how smart you are. This guy's brilliant. It's about who you sit next to on a plane. Nah, it's not <laughs> It's not that either. But look at it. I'm telling you, a guy, he sat next to the right guy on a plane, came a billionaire. He sat next to another guy. Next time you book your tickets, be careful where you're sitting, right? No, but I'm showing you. But what? It wasn't much for him to make his pronouns. So I have a question. Yeah. So I understand about... I try to understand the idea about the Tachan. The question that I have is that when it's something that uh, it seems that Erhesh does that we, we have to, like, we can't not... Uh, yeah, so that... Involved, and then that I, like, mess it up, so to say. Right, so that I'm going to ask you have to wait a little bit. So the Chavis Alav is, this is the million-dollar question that we're going to deal with, Metz Hashem. I only have two, three minutes. I want to finish up. But, yes, not, not we're going to deal with it. That is the key. Where does Hishtadlis versus Betachan go? So really, just I'm going to tell you a little secret, just to answer your question briefly. Depends on the person. Not everyone has the same chiyav shadlus. Do you know that? Not everyone has the same. Has the same chiyav shadlus. It depends on where your level of betachin goes. Someone whose life is mali betachin really has to do nothing. There's a story with Yochai Velazhin, a very famous story, that he had an illness. He put leeches on his body to suck out the poison, whatever it was, and during the share he took them off. He had a shirt with a villain guy. Took it off. And when he came back out, a few minutes later, he put it back on. So he says, what happened? He says, I was at the villain guy in shear. At that point, I reached such a high level. I said, I had no chivishtalis. He took it off. And then I felt later on, I had to put it back on. It's an amazing story. Famous story. Kind of legendary. Like so you, chivishtalis has to do with you. That means as much as you, uh, as much as you're willing to what? To, as much as you have, and I'm going to prove it to you, Matthew, as we start learning this, so it's a great question, but you can switch your hishtadlis level. Okay? Um, there were people who didn't know hishtadlis. Um, the, you know, uh, 
It's a very famous story. I'll finish with a story. It's always good to have a story. Uh, one of the greatest Nisan that happened in my days, if you want to see where Hashem was in the open, about 10 years ago, Ramichal Yehuda Lefkowitz was Nefta, right? The high school. Anyway, about 60 years ago, he had no parnasa. He went to the chaznish. He said, I have no parnasa. Chaznish said, he opened up his drawer, he took a couple of seeds, right? And he told him, go take these seeds and plant it in the uh, in middle of B'nai Brak. And go, now, if you don't know anything about B'nai Brak, there's no way to grow anything than B'nai Brak. Jeff, it's the hottest... Stickiest, it, it, no one plants stuff in Menebra. Don't plant Menebra. He said, What about watering? There's nothing. Chaznish told him, Take the seeds, put it in Menebra, just and go away. He did that. Trees grew. You ever see a Sregum left courts? Look at Chaznish's Sregum. Those are these, okay? For 50 years straight, they produced without a drop of Ishtadlus. A drop. Listen to this. He passed away. You want to hear open nays that happened in our lifetimes? He passed away. The day after he passed away, all the trees caved in. There's some 20, 10 years, there's pictures of this. What happened? Chazanish gave a bracha for who? For Mechayuda. Iran. The set, he was nifted during the shiva, the trees all caved in. There's some story that happened 10 years ago. I'm not telling you a story from 50 years ago. Talk about Batachin, okay? All the trees caved in. Anyway, the kids went running to Chaim Kanievsky right after the shiva, they said, we're living on this, our mother's living on this. Chaim used to take an ashram from there, because that was a chaznish said, those were good, that's right. So, and you know what he did? Chaim does have a minion, they made a minion davani, and the trees will pop back up. But since then, they have to water the trees. <laughs> they have a water irrigation system. What changed? What was the what was this whole story? Remilcha Yehuda had a muna, had betachim. It was irrelevant. The chaznish told him, plant them and do nothing. And guess what happened? He planted them and did nothing. This is a story. This is a famous ten years ago story. I'm telling a story from Europe. Now, the next Madriga, they help it out a little bit. For him, nothing. Why? You could go ahead, and I'm actually I'll share with you stories as we do this. From real depends on you. So the answer is there is no one line. Just so you know before we continue on next week, there is no one line of Hestadlus verse. Um. Interesting. It's, 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 it depends. There's no okay. You have to think about it. So, but there there is an answer where you add. But, but I'm telling you, Chaim Belajner. In the same time, he said, "Oh, no, I don't have to. Uh, no, I have to." Interesting. So we'll we'll pick up next week, Metz Hashem. Where um, this was the last name Mehem Shabbatech Balikim brings him uh, to folks. We'll, we'll pick up from this last paragraph. It's just uh, I don't want to go over time.